Hey, hey, everybody, this is your boy, John Patrick, and welcome to the Dope Morning Show. So Dope Morning, you may just be getting up and getting ready for your day, and we just want to kick off your day, and hey, it's better than a, a shot of espresso at Starbucks, and I'm really excited about the show today because our guest, she is a phenomenal woman, and she'll tell you a little bit more about herself when she comes out, but just a couple of the preliminary things. If you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, Make sure you go subscribe to the channel now. Uh, and then also, uh, if you're on the go and you want to look at the podcast or listen to the podcast on the go, we are on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify and iHeartRadio. And then one of the final things, if you are not following me on TikTok and Instagram, please go out and subscribe right now to or follow the Dope Ass Dude podcast on both Instagram and TikTok. So I'm really excited to have you here this morning and we are ready to kick off your day. So just a little bit about our guest before she comes out. Her name is Petra and I've uh, met her a couple of years ago through Jay Christian and Jay's been on the Dope Ass Dude podcast before and Chris uh, Petra is one of the co-hosts on that podcast, the Cognac Room podcast. And I kind of instantly fell in love with her on the podcast because she gives great advice. And then not only does she give great advice, she comes from an authentic place and she gives it to you raw and uncut. So I'm really excited to have her on the podcast and I know you're going to love her as well. So let's go ahead and bring Petra on out. Peter, what's going on? Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Hi, everyone. So happy to have you on here. I'm glad to be here. I, it was it was a tough one. It was a close one, but I, I made it. I made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Peter, tell us a little bit about yourself. <sighs> well, um, as you said, I am one of the co-hosts on the Cognac Room podcast. Um, podcast started a few years ago. Um, and it started out with me just being somebody to be interviewed um, on the show. And I wanted nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. It was like, this is your thing. I think you'll be great at it. But I don't want to do it, Jay Christian. Um, but then I, I did the, the first episode was an interview with me. And um, I kind of fell in love with it. Like, it, it took a little bit of time after that. But then I kind of fell in love with it. Um, and I'm just your everyday, I, I hate to say middle age, but 40-something woman <laughs> out here. You know, um, unfortunately, some of us are start, starting life over for whatever reason. Um, my reason for starting life over kind of at 40 was because um, I got married very young. I got married at 18. And unfortunately, my husband passed when um, I was... 39, 38, 39. Oh, wow. I and so I was newly single, basically at 40 years old. Um, and it was an eye opener. Um, it was something that I 
did not expect, of course. And the world was very different from when I started dating and, you know, I got married. I was a kid, basically, you know, and um, like you say, uh, DMs and, and it, uh, what is it, the dating sites and all of that stuff were out there. And so that is kind of how I got into podcasting with that, because it was just like, you know, I'm, I'm living this new life. And so it's, it, let's talk about it because I'm basically starting over. I'm reinventing myself and finding out who I am as, you know, a single woman and um, a mother of grown children, not little kids anymore and everything. And so you kind of get to live your life a little bit more for yourself. And um, it's been a journey. <laughs> wow. And, you know, the funny thing is, like, when I heard you say that it just started out as an interview, because, like, watching you, it seemed like you've done it, you know, for years and years and years because you're so, like, honest to God. You know, I'm not just saying this to be saying it. You're, like, mm -hmm. natural. It seemed like that's your natural thing. Like you should, you could have your own show by yourself because you can you carry it well. Uh, see, I, I don't, I'm always super nervous. I'm never really like when I, every time I, I do an episode, I'm, I'm nervous and I feel like I'm going to mess this up every time I'm going to do something that, that messes this all the way up or whatever. So I, I really don't see <laughs> what other people see. I've been, complimented on it and I, I do appreciate it because it's like okay well maybe you're not doing as bad as you think but I always see the flaws and all that stuff and I feel like everybody's like that or whatever but it definitely did not come natural like it I feel like well, every time I do it I'm like okay you could do this you could do that or whatever but um I think because my mom always when I was younger she always had us in like fashion shows and plays and things like that um, I never really wanted to do it, but I was decent enough at it. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, I don't really want to do this, but this is, you know how sometimes your moms make you live out or your parents make you live out their fantasies. Yeah. <laughs> I never really wanted to do it, but I did it. And I was just, you know, I was good enough to to get her approval and, and to be okay. And, you know, for people to be like, oh, you can do that. You, you did really good. I'm like, okay, whatever. But it just was never my goal to be in the in the spotlight for anything even if it was just you know just talking just so this is something that to me doesn't come easy oh wow and honestly Petra, i'm i'm not like lying to you for real you you you're just like natural and i mean maybe because <laughs> you know i've watched a lot of y'all episodes and everything mm -hmm. and maybe because i mean i've known you over the years and so forth but when i met you guys you you guys were still fresh on the podcast yeah. scene, yes, then. and right. even then you was just like natural. I mean, if I thought you had been doing that a long time, no, I I think one of the the things that probably helps with that is I come from a large family, and I do come from a family of people who like to entertain and stuff like that. Like my parents and then were always like I say throwing fashion shows, plays, and things of that nature, whatever. And one thing about me is I feel like. I'm kind of a natural born comedian person. Like I, I'm like, too, too, I got like a one liner for everything type thing or whatever. And so that is kind of where I think I get it. Where it's like, if you say something, I'm going to be able to come back with something or whatever. And it, I might not have a clue what you're talking about, but I can dang sure make you laugh. So I can, you know, <laughs> throw something in there that's funny. I might really need you to explain everything you just said to me, but I can, you know, 
be like, okay, well, I can find a joke in there because I'm definitely one of those people, race, leader, sign, uh, death, anything. Something is funny. Something is yeah. funny. And I, I, I'm like, laughter is the best medicine in the world. So I try my best to, you know, always just be like, I can, I can do something with this. I can figure something out. Even if I don't really understand, I can make you laugh. So wow. <laughs> sometimes I can, I, that what carry, that's what carries me. <laughs> Yeah, and 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 then the next thing you said that I thought was pretty interesting because I think a lot of women and men are kind of like for different reasons than you were when you were almost forty and your husband passed and you found yourself yeah. recently single. Most a lot of people they're just getting their kids out of the house, so they're empty nesters and they mm-hmm. find themselves um, at a new place, an unfamiliar place that they've never experienced. So how was that? How was you know? moving into that new phase of your life how was that for you um i will say my kids were great with it um as far as them giving me the 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 boost of self-esteem to be like you know like you you good like mommy like you they didn't they didn't hold me to uh like you know daddy's you know gone or whatever and you're supposed to be single forever like you're supposed to do nothing else. You're supposed to just start baking and, and do it. they didn't make me feel like I needed to do that. They was kind of like, all right, so like, you know, we're sad. We're all sad. We're mourning. But they were like, we kind of have lives. Like we we got people like I need you to, you know, to get get a life, like get your life together. It wasn't like I didn't have a life. But, you know, when kids are younger, your life revolves around them. And so like thinking about dating was just like horrible to me because my kids, even though they were in their teens, they were still at home. I never wanted to, you know, have some man come into my house and have to be the father and all. I never wanted any of that stuff. So I didn't, I really didn't want anything too serious in the beginning with anybody because I didn't, I had a son and I, I didn't want that headbutt that I usually see out there in the world where I'm the man in this house and you ain't my dad. Oh, I was dreading all of that. So I didn't want any of that. So I didn't want anything too serious. But it was kind of like, like I had been in a shell for a long time, you know, like I feel like we get so comfortable in a certain situation. We don't realize that we have more potential. And I was used to being a wife, a mommy, an auntie and all of those things. But I wasn't really sure of who I was in a lot of in a lot of ways. And Mm -hmm. so once like I kind of put myself out there a little bit and it was like, you know, people were like, Hey, Hey, you know, the men were like, Hey, I was like me, (laughs) you know? So it was kind of like, y'all see me and think, yeah, you know, that I'm dateable or whatever. Like y'all, it was, it was weird. It was weird because that was, that was off putting. But then that decipher and you have to do to see who's genuine and who's not and who's, you know, you need to know their backstory and all ugh, that was like okay i don't like this i don't like this it's a it's a and people are like you know they get on the dating sites and they're like you know, I, I, he's from michigan and da, 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 da. and i'm like do i know somebody from michigan because i need six degrees of separation in the person i know i need to know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody because why you ain't in michigan no more did you kill the last girl where's she at how's she doing do, do she got hospital records like i was i'm not i can't yeah I, I got stranger danger so i need six degrees of separation i need to know you through somebody, through somebody, whatever. So that made it even more difficult, you know. But I think when when you really put yourself out there and you don't have 
these great expectations. That was the difference for me. I think a lot of women my age were and are out there haven't been married. They haven't been successfully married. Like I, I was successfully married. I, any ups and downs we had were minute compared to how great my marriage was. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So it wasn't like I was coming out here going, I need a husband. Duh, duh, duh. And I was like, I'm kind of like, I don't even need to do that again because I can't put y'all and say, I want a husband like that because you ain't never going to measure up. So I'm not coming out here looking for the man to sweep me off my feet and, and help me raise my kids and my grandkids. I wasn't looking for those same things. And I think that is what the difference is because a lot of people, unfortunately, my age didn't have that already. And so they're going out there and they're looking for something totally different than I actually was looking for. Okay, so let me ask you this here, Petra, because, I mean, like you said, a lot of women at the age that you were when your husband passing, and you were at a new beginning, you know, you were at a new beginning, like you said, you were used to being mom and wife and auntie, but now you are Petra, Yeah, you know, Petra, single Petra, (laughs) no change, you know, we're not changed, but no relationship, you're just at a new phase where you have a blank canvas. How did you rediscover or how did you discover, discover Petra at late thirties, forties? What did you do to become Um, you? What's crazy is I think that is something that is still happening these years later. Um, I learned something new about myself. I learned something new about what I will accept and what other people won't accept, um, what I'm willing to do, what they're not willing to do. Um, just a lot of things I felt like at one point in my life, I used to be, you know, on the same bandwagon as a lot of women. And I meant, you know, the, the, oh, I, I wouldn't, I ain't gonna say I would never, cause I am one of those women who never say that cause never will knock on your door and stay there so damn long. Don't you say I would never, but I was definitely, you know, a man ain't going to do this to me and I wouldn't do that or whatever in my younger years, you know, all of those things that we say, I would never stand for that and all of that other kind of stuff. And it's like, really, I, I really figured out that, you know, a lot of people are saying that, but a lot of people are on some BS. A lot of people are saying that because that's what sounds good. A lot of people are saying that because um, they, they shame of what they are accepting. And so I was like, you know, live your truth. Like that was one thing I I realized. I was like, I won't if something uh, somebody cheated on me, I'm not gonna be like, oh, okay, well, I can't tell nobody or whatever, or it's the it's the end of the world. I'm one of those people. I'm not saying I want to be, you know, tr- cheated on all, of, but it's not the end of the damn world. Like I mean, like, <laughs> like yeah. so much more can happen. Like you you cheat on me we could probably work that out i'm i'm just gonna be honest i you better pray i don't cheat on you because i mean i was married for a long time it's like they ain't go right back into something else so like when people act like you know they they make it seem like women are like you know i would never you don't have those thoughts it's a lot we have those thoughts just like a man or whatever it's just frowned upon for us to act upon and so there's a lot of things that i was like you know what I don't really feel the same about that as I used to feel years ago. And I can speak on it from a different point of view because I've lived that life. I've been through this, whatever. Now this is where I am. And I'm not really so pent up on the, on the list that we usually give of what we want our partners to be or whatever. I, I'm just not like, 
whatever understanding me and a particular person have, that's the understanding me and a particular person have. If I decide to never get married again, but I'm happy, I'm fine. Like, And I think a lot of people are so busy trying to do the list. I got to get married. I got to do this. I got to buy. I, I just want to be happy. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I, I would rather be happy than, than married and unhappy. Or, you know what I'm saying? Just to say I have a husband. Like, I, I can be happy with my with a boyfriend or with somebody that I don't live with or whatever, but we have the best time when we're together, but I still get to go to my own space. So I realized that I didn't really, a lot of the things that I had had in my life, I don't really per se need them again. If yeah. it happens, that's wonderful, but I'm not out here looking for that. And that made me, I feel like, um, a little more open in the dating field because you know men feel so pressured oh because they're like you're this age oh my god you want you're gonna want to get married you're gonna i can't do this with you i had a guy tell me like he couldn't come with me to a wedding because i was gonna want to get married i was like i just want to go get cute and go to the wedding like who the hell wants to marry you like i don't I just want to go to the wedding like you, you want, never mind like you know so it's like I don't, I don't really come with, I'm not giving, I'm, my clock ain't ticking, I don't need no babies, I don't, like, it's so different to, yeah. to date from this point of where I am and where I was to just realize I could say, like, that's not as important to me as I really thought it was. Yeah, and that, okay, and that, I mean, I'm glad you said that because you said so many things, I got so many questions for you, so in that, where you were saying, like, you know, if a guy was to cheat on you at you know, at this phase of your life, you know, you've evolved and you've grown and you've experienced. And you said if a guy was to cheat on you, at the, that may not be a deal breaker. But there they, are. Huh? I said it really may not. Yes. But some women are being told, oh, well, you're settling if you date a man that cheats on you or or whatever. What do you think about that? In life, we all settle in some way. Now, I'm not saying that you can cheat on me or um, you can do whatever you want to me. And I'm just going to be okay because of where I'm at. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying cheating isn't the end all be all like they make it in relationships. They make that the worst thing you can do in a relationship. And that is a lie. You know, what's a little bit worse than you cheating on me in a relationship. You molesting my child or my granddaughter. Um, You cleaning out my bank account. You robbing my home and, and you know, there's there's a whole lot more mm-hmm. um, that I can think of that logically is worse. To, could you cheat on me? In essence, I can just break up with you. I can just break up with you. Or if it's something where it's like, OK, if I can ask you some questions, what was was I lacking in some place? Let, let's discuss what happened. A lot of women don't want to take that self that accountability right there for that. Cause sometimes we be, we be on our own bullshit, excuse me, but we be on our own bullshit. We feel like, you know, I'm a queen, I'm a princess treating like this, cater to me, do for me, do for me. But then are you telling your dude, you know, I appreciate you. I appreciate everything that you do for me. Are you doing for them? Are you reciprocating? And so I'm just different in that way because I just feel like it's not the end all be all. It can definitely change things, but also, I don't go into I don't go into situations with that mindset that is it's never possible. I'm not going to accuse you every five minutes, but I'm going to go in there and be open. Like, what type of person are you? Are you a person 
that does relationships. You know what I'm saying? Like you, if you really talk to a person and get to know them early on and, and they say, well, they've been in six relationships in the past year. Well, ma'am, you should probably not pack your bags and stay there. You know what I'm saying? You should probably be like, this might not work out. Maybe we having fun or whatever, but I know that this is probably not the one that I'm going to get serious with. Um, are you, there's so many different types of relationships out there. People want to be polygamous and all this. They want open relationships. I'm not against that because it's like, that's honesty. If someone is actually telling you, hey, this is the lifestyle I lead, da, 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 and you're willing to walk through those trenches with them, you can't be mad about them doing the things that they do. So I just look at things differently. Everything is not um, an end-all, be-all. You cheat with my sister, then, then we probably go, well, it's not going to work out. But like, if there's something, there is some different aspects of it that a, cheating is not just this one thing for me. Like, it's just not, it's just not. I, people, I myself, even in my marriage, and I, I told you guys, I felt like my marriage was a great marriage, but my husband did step out on me one time. But I also, we talked about it afterwards. And when we talked about it, I was like, man, I kind of put you out on the curb and said, he a free man in the situation because there were things that I was lacking. Should he have just come to me and talked to me about them at first? Yes, he should have done that no matter what. But as a man, he needed his ego stroked and I wasn't stroking it anymore. There were so many other things that were going on in our life and I wasn't loving him. Like I used to love him on him. I wasn't making him feel the same way. He wasn't making me feel the same way, but I just chalked it up to we busy. So like, I don't look at things and I, I really never have. I was raised in a house with four boys. I got brothers. They all had friends. I was always the only girl. So I see things differently. I don't think, you know, just because a man cheats, he cannot possibly love. I, uh, and I know a lot of women won't agree. I'm not settling. I'm not, you know, I, I know my self-worth. I know that I'm valuable. But I also know that I am human and they are human too. And like I said, I I, bet I have to cross my legs sometimes to make sure I'm not the one that's going to mess up. So it, it's, yeah. it's life and it's real life. We're human. And, che and cheating may be her thing, but it may not be his thing. His thing may be you not keeping the house clean or you not having sex all the time. And exactly. he believes you're not giving the relationship 100%. Exactly. So many different, yeah. And I just, I just feel like cheating has always been put so high up as the worst thing a man. And I'm just like, I don't think it's the worst thing that could happen in a relationship. And like with my own personal relationship, there were people around us, around us who always was like, I want a marriage like you guys. Y'all have the best marriage. When that happened, people didn't even believe me because my husband was that, you know, he was the husband that everybody wanted. And so when I was like, you know, well, he cheated, they were like, you're lying. And I was like, no, I'm not lying or whatever. But I also showed that we can work through this. I didn't let anybody else get in our marriage and, and try to dictate what I, I didn't let, let the friends get in my ear. You should leave him. He ain't shit. How, how, can, how can he not be shit today when he was just everything you wanted the day before? Yeah. But because this happened now, y'all. So I didn't let any of that type of stuff. I, I self-reflected. I listened. I talked about what I needed. He talked about what he needed and we fixed it. And our marriage was better afterwards. It was so, it was even better. Like it was good before, but it was so much better after that. And it's weird because there's like this little part of me that was like, I was happy that it kind of happened because it was like, there was, there was no, there was no room for anything to be hidden anymore. 
like he didn't have to he didn't have to wear his pride on on you know on his chest and be like well i can't tell her that this is hurting me or this is i'm feeling you know neglected or anything like that he was able to just express himself to me at all times and i was able to see things that i didn't see before so it strengthened my marriage so i'm not saying that that's everybody's point of view of how they should do things but i just know what works for me and how i work and to me cheating is not the end all be all it's not the worst thing yeah wow so now in your 40s you're in your 40s now and you're <laughs> dating you're dating now so how yeah. is dating for you in your 40s like is it better now or is it more are there more challenges for dating for you um i it's not bad <laughs> it's honestly not too bad um like i say i i'm i'm looking more so for happy than for you know you know, this this walk down the aisle and, and blending families and, all, 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 you know, that's all great. And like I say, if that comes, but um, it's not too bad. Um, I I find that the younger guys are really, <laughs> really more interested sometimes than the guys that are my actual age, which I thought I think is a little strange because I'm like, no. I'm old enough to be your mom. And they're like, no, nah, it doesn't matter. Like, whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, no, still. But there's a lot of that. Um, but I will say that it's not as bad for me. I, like I say, I'm a six degrees of separation person. Like, I need need you to know somebody. So I'm not on uh, dating websites and all of those things because I have stranger danger and I watch way too much true crime and all that. You won't kill me. I, no, no. Uh -uh. So uh, because that is the, the style, like, so I have to know somebody. So they're, they, they know something about me. Like we have to have some sort of chemistry. And so it's worked out for me better that way. Um, and, and we're kindling things, um, old school friends or like a family friend is like, and just, you know, just going that way and having fun and not really setting these expectations, letting them come naturally, but not having like this, this, I wasted so much time. I'm wasting time by, by being with you when you don't want to get married. I'm not really thinking about that. I'm really enjoying my moments because I know that, um, you know, time is not promised to us. Yeah. So I'm sitting here and I, and I'm, you know, doing all of these things in this great relationship, but I'm going to make myself unhappy every day because I just want to walk down the aisle. I could get hit by a bus tomorrow. Now, instead of enjoying those moments, I've been sitting here going, God, he still didn't ask me. I'm not doing that. So I am definitely enjoying the moments. And I think if a lot of people did that instead of, you know, trying to meet the mark of, I got to be this by this, I got to do this, I want to do this, I'm the, they would be a lot happier. And so I don't think it's too bad. Yeah, and I agree with you because I think so many times, many of both men and women, we we can't enjoy the moment because, like you said, we're so focused on the end goal. I want to be married, or I want this, or I want this. So we're always living in the future or working for the future, and we're missing the present. And it's just yeah, wow, yeah. wow. Yeah. So let me ask you this here: So when you started dating in your forties, did mm -hmm. age ever play? with your mind? Because I think for some women, age kind of mess them up a little bit. They're like, oh, I'm in my 40s and nobody's going to want to date somebody in their 40s with 
kids? Did you have those self self doubting thoughts in your head at any point? Um, I think I didn't. I, I, this sounds crazy coming out, but I don't think I really had the time to say nobody would want to date me or whatever because I'm in my forties or whatever. Because, um. <laughs> This sounds so braggadocious, but it's not. But they immediately came to knocking. So I really didn't have like, and, and I immediately got, you know, like, hey, sorry for your loss, what you doing? Like kind of things. And it was like, whoa, like a little too soon, you know, if anything. So I didn't really get that. I didn't really get that. There, there were friends of and I was like, oh, you like you were his friend. Like we used to go out with, with you, you and your wife and whatever. Like, what you doing in my DM? Like, no, like I really didn't, I really didn't do that. I actually was kind of like, like I said, just shocked. Like me, like I am probably the the first one to go, like, you you talking to me? Like you you think I'm cute? You want my number? Like. Oh, you didn't? I thought you, you know, well, just asking me about what, how you could watch the podcast or something like that. And it's like, nah, I'm trying. And I'm like, oh, no, no, I don't. Because I really didn't. <laughs> I'm very naive when it when it comes to somebody trying to talk to me, too. I don't know whether it's because I grew up, like, around so many guys or whatever. I'm always like, I'm your homegirl, like, whatever. So, and I have a male best friend. And he was kind of like, girl, if you do not stop, like these people don't want to be your friends. Like they trying to date you. You got, and I was like, what? He was like, yes, they are trying to date you. What is wrong with you? And I'm like, no, they're not or whatever. He'd be like, well, go, go ask them this then. And I'm like, well, I'll be damned. Like I just didn't even real, I didn't really realize I didn't have like, this big, this moment in there where it was like, it was like, oh, you didn't date for like two years or three years or nobody was trying now nah, it was it was kind of immediate, <laughs> so I guess I I should be happy for that. Like I'm not saying that I was like you know out in the streets, but people was there sure saying, "Hey, what you doing?" And, and and in my DMs and things like that. So I didn't. I was like, okay, I'm, I must be kind of okay. Like at least keep it here or try to you know improve. But you you doing all right? Like they ain't mad at you. So. Um, <laughs> And, okay, so then one gives you gives you a little bit of confidence, you know, like okay, well I'm all right, like I'm a, I'm gonna be okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now you fine, you fine. So I got a common question I ask every guest that's on okay. here. Have you ever <laughs> slid into somebody's DM? I okay, so. <laughs> This one time at band camp, but okay. So look, this person slid into my DMs, um, and I was like, no, not not right now. Like, uh, uh, it's it's a no. Um, and and they were cool with that. I was just like, it's just not a good time. Um, it, it's just it's stuff. It's just not a good time. And then I was like, you know, maybe if if later on or whatever. And so the later on came. And so I was like, okay, um, you still, would you still like to go out or whatever like that? And they, they approved or whatever we dated. And I will never forget that he was like telling the story. He was like, I did try to talk to her, but she told me, no, she blew me off. And then she came back and got me. So she actually is how that's how he tells the story that she actually <laughs> said, in my DMs. And I'm like, no, I just was saying like, 
wait a minute, I didn't slide in your DMs. I just said, okay, like now we can go out. But you let him tell the story. I slid in his DMs. But <laughs> I don't think um I don't think I really slid in. That was the only case of like sliding in somebody's DM. Yeah. Okay. So what is the worst way a guy can approach you in DM? What's what's that one thing you hate when they approach you in the DM? Hmm. You know what? I will say this. I am very polite in the DMs. You know how a lot of people, a lot of women, I hear them say some things about people being in their DMs and they're very rude about, you know, when they don't want to deal with them or whatever. There's a lot of things that's just like, okay, whatever. But I'm always so polite. Like I'm, I'm always willing to have a conversation with you because I, just because we can't date don't mean I, I can't have a friend. Right. Um. Mm-hmm. But I think you know the 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 obvious, like you know what what are you doing all the time, or you know it's like okay, well I just got to work. I'm gonna go take a shower right quick, and I'm I'll hit you back. And I'll, without me, that one is always it's just super corny and predictable. Um. I had one guy. And this is not so much like the the early messages, but like we were talking and I was kind of like, okay, kind of cool. Let's kick it. And then he was like, okay, well, let's go on a date. And I'm like, okay, I told you six degrees separation. I don't really know you. So we're going to go to a public place. And he was like, okay. But then he started making requests for what I should wear. He was like, I want you to wear like a little schoolgirl skirt and a white shirt. And I want your hair to be straight. And I was like, do you want me to be like a... Um, one of the anime things or do you want me to look like a little girl and i'm i'm small like my my name is slim kid so i'm small and i'm like you giving me child molester vibes because why you want me to dress like a school girl it's a no thank you i'm not gonna go out of date <laughs> and i was really sad because i thought like he's cute he's nice he was established um good conversation but then it, that just kind of weirded me out i was like you want me to wear like who who still i was a little britney spears on baby baby skirt like i'm like i'm 40 i don't got no dang baby doll christian school you know i don't even have one of those that makes no sense and i feel like he was a little bit of a child molest i didn't like it so that that kind of creeped me out Okay, so no asking Peter to dress up like a little schoolgirl or anime that's gonna turn yeah, off. You can't do it. I, I already, already am. You know, fit. now I am kind of self conscious about my body, like size and things like that. I am very self conscious about that. Um, I, I feel like I don't look like because I feel like I don't look like other women my age. I feel like my body isn't as mature as other women's. And so I feel like, you know, you really have to like me. Like you have to like me to be okay with all of me. Cause I'm 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 little. Like, and you know, men go for curves and boobies and they want, you know, thighs that smother them and all that. I'm probably gonna clean your ears out. I'm I'm thin. So I don't, you know, give off that body body thing or whatever. It's okay. decent. So but, let me uh, say this here, because y'all can't see Peach's body, and she's <laughs> definitely in her head on that one. She's definitely in on it. Peach, you look amazing. Yeah, you posted full body pictures on your yeah. You look amazing. Like, for real, y'all, she's in her head on that one. No, I I, I just, I, I'm, if, if I'm out in a social event and stuff like that, and, and 
you know, all age group or whatever, I always feel like I look like the little kid in the room. Yeah, and they look like your big mama in the room. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know you see a lot of women and men that's in their 40. You be like, damn, you done had a rough life. <laughs> yeah, it's like the, the ones who were banging when we were in school, the girls who had the great bodies or whatever, and you see them now, and I'm like, sometimes I'm like, all right, I'm all right with this skinny little me. I'm all right with this skinny little me. Like, it, it didn't portray, um, betray me in any way. Like it give me no awkward, no weird awkwardness or whatever. So I'm like, all right, I've no. just, I've definitely just learned to like embrace my body in my forties. Like, like feeling like, okay, you are not inadequate when you stand next to another woman, but it, it still does play on me. Like, I'm like, if I'm in a room, like, and and it's like, you know, all everybody's single. I'm always feeling like, well, I'm going to be the last one somebody approached because I ain't got no butt like her. I don't have boobies like her and all that other kind of stuff. But, you know, I I, I ain't never been uh, without a man. So I guess it ain't. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't really that bad. I ain't never been, you know, just somewhere moping, you know, about not having somebody being attracted to me. But I do still, you know, be like, OK, it's, it's different. And, and, you know, I think that's all of us. You know, I think that's everybody. We always can look at somebody else and be like, dang, you know, what they doing to have or look like that or whatever. But a lot of times, a lot of us, a lot of people are doing things that we would never do. They taking stuff, they own stuff. A lot of reasons why they have, why, why they look that way. So sometimes I love how you said you have embraced your yeah. body, you know, and I'm glad you did it in your 40. And I'm glad you even said that because some, I know, like I said, a lot of the viewers that watch the show, they're in their 40s mm -hmm. and sometimes they're in their head about it. And, yeah. you know, don't beat yourself up because, you know, I, just I, embrace like, it. I, I used to beat myself up, even though like, and it was crazy because like I said, I was married. I, I you know, I, I was loved, but I still felt like, he loves me like that. He thinks I'm everything, but nobody else does. And so that's why, like, getting back out there, I was shocked because I was like, oh, other people like me, too. Like, I just felt like he loved me and he loved everything about me. And um, I, I've worked real hard to instill in my own daughters, um, you know, that confidence. But I never really had it for myself. Like, they always I always said they made me so proud how they never questioned their bodies, like, you know, their size, whatever, because um, they were small or they are small or whatever. And and they just have confidence. One of my daughters is like, a she was a nude model, just the tiniest little thing, but she always has embraced her body. She told me and her father, she was like, I'm going to be a nude model when she was like 11. And it wasn't anything like sexual. It was just like, right. this, is, this is who I am and I'm so comfortable in my skin or whatever. And um, I didn't have that. And I was like, I'm glad I made it work with them, but I wish I had it a little bit more. But like I say, my kids were awesome in my, you know, my transition of life by t of telling me like, you know, you don't look like the other mamas. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, they were like, other people's mamas don't look like you. They <laughs> like you, you, you don't look. And I would be like, what do you mean? And I remember one of my sons, he was uh, engaged to a girl and we all went to the beach as a family. And she was like, my mama don't look like that. When we go to the beach, like, like you do what? Is, and I was like, I don't know what you mean. Like, this is just, I'm just putting on the bathing suit, just like. And she was like, Mom, mamas don't look like you. And I was like, Oh, okay. But I just felt like, you know, 
this this is what it is. But I because I was always so insecure, it just seemed like, you know, I'm putting on this suit and coming out here like, oh my God, like because she's a young girl, she's got this big, great curvy body and whatever. She was like, oh my God, like whatever. Like you and I was like, I'm trying to be like you. She was like, why? Like you like just yeah. it's it that my kids were very encouraging to be like, you you're okay. Like yeah. I promise you you're okay. And kudos to you too, Petra, for because a lot of times we pass our insecurities on to our kids, but for your kids to be so strong and cozy in their own skin, yes. that shows that you broke, you stopped it right with you. Yeah, I stopped that. I stopped yeah, that. I gave a lot of other stuff that I, I have to apologize for, but that, <laughs> that, <laughs> that um, I, I was always so happy with, like, even in, when they were in school and everything, they always, you know, could walk, march to the beat of their own drum. They didn't have to follow the trends. They were kind of more of a setting them or just, I'm just me and I don't really, and I was like, just always like, wow, that is so awesome. Cause I was always so nervous and like, how could I, you know, make myself kind of look like that or, or make sure that I, you know, try to stay on trend because I'm already this little person. I don't want nobody to be like, and she this. So I was so happy that, that me and my husband were able to give them that confidence that like, no matter what, you know, if you feel like you fly, you fly. Yeah. Like, and, and, and own, own yourself, be, do what you want to do. You don't have to follow trends. Like you don't have to be like everybody else. And yeah, I love that. I love yeah. that about them. Nice, nice. And before Peter give us our um, inspiration for the day, if you want to go out, well, and not if you want to, you go out and do it anyway. Go <laughs> out and follow Peter on Instagram. She's slimkid underscore 66. You can see it there at the bottom of the screen. Mm -hmm. And then you can catch her, Jay, and the Lyric. And Lyric. Lyric and Key. Lyric and Keith on the Cognac podcast, the Cognac Room podcast. They're on Instagram podcast. as well. Yeah. And so this, the name is scrolling across the um, screen. And shout out to that amazing cast because, yeah, I mean, you. I'm so proud of Jay. I love um, my co-hosts. They're awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great team. So, Petra, what, what inspiration you got for the listeners to go through their day and crush it? Um... Don't let um, moments in the day sum up your day. Um, a lot of times we have one or two bad things happen to us. We wake up and we, you know, stub our toe and we're like, oh, it's going to be an awful day. You, you set that in motion if you say that. You don't wake up. You, you wake up with positivity and things that happen along the way. You deal with them in that moment and then you move on to the next and you don't let that moment take over the moments for the rest of the day. Like uh, we we have to. I think stop giving negative energy so much energy and let that positivity, you know, get get its just due. We we need to try to wake up with some positive thoughts, try to move through our day with positive thoughts and try to just understand that things happen and that particular thing is a moment in your day. It does not sum up the total of your day. We need to pass the offering table, I mean the offering plate. <laughs> These are, these are things I've had to tell myself. I've been going through a little transition as I was telling you, I was moving and all of this other stuff. So I've had to tell myself these things, you know, throughout the day. So this is not just words for you. It's words that I'm, I'm living by myself because, you know, 
things have been happening and I'm just like, oh my gosh. And then I'm like, you can't give it that much energy. You know, you got to speak positivity and you just got to be like, okay, that happened. I'm going to move on because I can't, I can't let that, you know, dictate how I'm going to be for the rest of the day. I love that. Don't let moments sum up your day. That is just for that, that for real, honestly, that <laughs> is like so inspirational. You, 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 you got to let them be what they are and, and, and sit them there and, and go ahead on about your day. Make the best of it. Wow. Wow. Well, Petra, this has been an honor to have you on this day. And I mean, I I'm so appreciate it. Yes. So I mean, I'm going to get you back on one because I kick off the dope ass dude podcast in two or three weeks and I'll okay. get you back on there. Cause yeah. And that one goes a little bit longer. So, and it's live too. So that we made some funnies the last time we all went live. <laughs> yeah. So we can definitely do that. We can definitely do that. Wow. Peter, thank you again for coming on and everybody dope morning to you and go have a dope day and as peter said don't let moments sum up your day i think guys peace bye